Hey, welcome back to Speed of Life. Dwayne Schaff. Lacey Klassen. And this, so here's where it gets interesting. <laughs> right off the bat. Yeah. So I started, so we figured out, we got this thing set up, so now we can be on iTunes. Awesome. Um, and then I actually think I talked about that on the last podcast we recorded, but we recorded on a different format, and I haven't figured out how to get that moved around. So this will actually become um, the first iTunes podcast. Wonderful. And then we'll move over all of the, the episodes we did on the five keys of relationship. Perfect into iTunes. So if you're joining us and there's like, wow, what are the, what's happening? Um, really, I just jumped into doing this because people said, hey, you should do a podcast and started to figure out for myself, how does this work? We've done it as a work in progress. Yeah, Learned because along the way. that's kind of how life works. <laughs> Hence the, the speed of life. Uh, so we're talking today about... Rights, freedoms, and responsibilities. Yeah, um, it is January 31st, 2022. We are just under two years into this COVID pandemic. Mm -hmm. And everybody's tired. Everybody's uh, everybody's crying. Everybody's screaming about different things. I don't mean crying in a negative way. I mean, it's just there. Outcry, maybe? Outcry, frustration. There's all kinds. Um, and we are in... Southern Alberta, Canada. We have a convoy of trucks that is in Ottawa. We have a convoy of vehicles that is shut down the supply chain at the Coots border. And we have everybody screaming about their rights and their freedoms. And so we decided that we're gonna talk about our rights, our freedoms and our responsibilities because I think now, more than ever, these are the things we need to clearly understand to not, to not only deal with where we're at, but to successfully move forward. I think that's good. I mean, I'm, we've, I'm probably not the only person that's heard a lot of the word polarization in the last two years, but maybe this is something that if we understand correctly, will help sort of end a bit of that polarization and bring people together? I, I, I think so. Is that the hope? I, I, well, the hope is that we will begin to understand the weight that comes with our right. Mm -hmm. That one doesn't come without the other. The, the one doesn't, every right we have comes with a responsibility. Mm -hmm. they're, they're intertwined. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll explain the weight in this statement. Every one of your rights comes at the expense of someone else's. Every single one. Every one of your rights comes at the expense of someone else's. So would you say it's my right to have clean air to breathe? What's your definition of a right? Maybe let's start it's, there. It's a right. It's, it's inherent. It's what every human deserves. Inherent and in what every human deserves. Now, every country is supposed to have, and we have an international charter of rights um, that is based, right? You have a right, you have a right to shelter, mm -hmm. right? You have a right to clean water. You have a right to your choices. You have, we all have rights and they are, they are inherent. They come with us as a human. And, and they, they, they're there and we've over the years identified them Right? And, and some we've named and some we've assumed and some we've, but they're, they're there. That's what, if for you to lead a healthy, meaningful life, these rights are necessary. Okay. So if you hear pauses, people, it's because I like to take a lot of notes. Um, so let's use that clean water one. So if, if I have the right to clean water, how is that at the expense of someone else? I have the right to generate product. Which pollutes water. Which could pollute your water. Gotcha. Okay. So you're taking your right to clean water, jeopardizes, or and will reverse it, because this is where it normally goes, my right to capitalism mm -hmm. jeopardizes your right to uncontaminated environments. 
Gotcha. Okay. So I'll get more maybe into that inherent in a little bit. Let's stick to definitions to start. Okay. So what would be your definition of a freedom? The freedoms are the things that you're given liberty to do. Okay. And But they're not rights. They're not necessary for survival. Okay. So, for example, a right might be access to clean air or water. A freedom is the access to the internet? Access to the internet, access to a coffee shop, access to a lake that is privately owned. Okay, so a little, more, a little bit more maybe a luxurious than a basic right? It's not, they are not basic rights. It's something beyond a basic right. It, it, it's not a right. It's a, a convenience. Okay. Convenience. I like that. So, now we said that every right comes with a responsibility. Well, how would you define responsibility? It's just that. It's, it's what is required. If, if my right is capitalism, right? My right is to own the factory that ends up, we find out that it's contaminating water. My responsibility is to rectify that situation so that everybody below my factory has the same opportunities at clean water as I do. All right, so it'd be what's required to rectify other people's rights, sort of. What's responsible, right? What is your responsibility in that? So as a nation, we all have we have rights mm -hmm. where we fall down is we prioritize my rights and the people above me's rights above you how like socially, socially economically? economically we have right now and i know i know i'm gonna get emails and phone calls and oh dear all kinds of stuff because because this is a hot topic mm -hmm. right now we have a mask mandate and we have a whole lot of people saying, I have a right and a freedom to not wear a mask. I have a right. We're making this argument. That, that's fine. But these aren't arguments that hold a lot of weight to people who are struggling to feed their family. So uh, the, the convoy blocked the uh, Alberta border, okay. uh, the, the U.S.-Canadian-Montana-Alberta border started on Saturday as of the recording of this to the best of my knowledge they've still got transports not going through the supply chain and they've said the supply chain and and people that have tweeted about it that were there they're like oh everybody you need to stock up right and that's fine however the most vulnerable part of our society the people who are on government assistance uh, age programs benefits poor programs Disability. they they don't actually get money until tomorrow mm -hmm. there's no going to stock up on vegetables for them right now there's no going to stock up on necessities that we know are going to run out quickly right now so yes that you have a right to protest that's fine i don't have a problem with anybody and hear 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 what i'm don't hear what i'm not saying hear what i'm saying i support your right to protest mm -hmm. however you had a responsibility to make sure that the people who would be negatively impacted by your protest were defended. Gotcha. And that could have been done by doing it the week later? That could have been done by doing it this weekend. That could have been done by purchasing a whole lot of produce and making sure food banks were, were set up for it, were ready for it. There's all kinds of things. Back in, when you look at Martin Luther King, right? A junior and the the the, the peaceful the nonviolent protests that he led and other other Mahatma Gandhi right nonviolent protests we had all these people in history who had nonviolent protests and they started to do things that would interrupt everyday life but they did it letting people letting everybody know that it was happening well in advance so that people could make their preparations so that they could be ready and a lot of the times yes being putting it out there like that, set them up to be really hindered in their ability, but they were responsible with their right to protest. Mm -hmm. Do you think, so I, 
you introduced me to a podcast last year, the, the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill, and someone had said something on there that um, in our day and age, we can sometimes rise to fame faster than our character can catch up. Absolutely. Do you think that maybe that applies in this particular sense? Because we can put something on social media and we can create a a movement in a matter of hours or a couple of days, but we don't have enough time to catch up what our unintended consequences may be? I think, I think that's, a, and I'm not saying, I don't want to challenge anyone's character. Yeah. With this. Well, and, and I don't mean that in someone's character. I, I just mean that it moves just, faster than our ability I, I just, to understand the consequences. I just want to be clear for anybody that's listening to this. I, I don't want to challenge your character. Yeah. It's not what I'm doing. However, we moved from an idea to a reality really, really quickly. In a matter of, what, a week and a half? And what we didn't do was figure out how this was going to adversely affect Vulnerable the people that we didn't want to be affected by this. Mm-hmm. We didn't, we, we came up and we did this and the truck convoyed at Ottawa and so we want to do Edmonton and the borders and we want to do all of this stuff simultaneously. However, we didn't stop and say, okay, we have the right to do this and we have the freedom to do this. Mm-hmm. But are we holding our responsibilities as close to our rights. Mm-hmm. And and this we, we change the subject. We can look at at business. Right? A business owner has the right to do things. Right? You have the right to set your employee's wage. You do, you have that right. But you have the responsibility to make sure that that employee is being as benefited by you as you are by them. That's your responsibility. Not to use, but to be mutually beneficial. To be beneficial. Mm-hmm. Well, and the best employers understand that. And the and best employer, uh, the unfortunate part is when employers understand that and work against it anyway. For monetary. For, for their benefit. Whether it's monetary, personal, whatever. We look at, at communities. Right? We have a responsibility in our community to move everyone forward. One of the problems my wife works with at-risk youth, and one of the problems that we find is that the more affluent middle-class, upper-middle-class kids all get to go to basketball camp, hockey camp, soccer camp, all of these specialty camps to master their skills, and then they show up and they try out for the basketball team and the kids that didn't have that opportunity, right, don't make it. And that's, and that's fine, right? Uh, you, you, had, you had the ability to send your kid to camp. You had the right, that, that's awesome. But now as a community, what are we doing to give the kids that didn't have that a chance? What is, that, that's where the responsibility part comes in. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's your fault, it's our fault anyone's fault that these people are in the position they're in. What I'm saying is, as a decent society with rights and freedoms, we need to make sure that we are moving everyone forward. So how do you do that as an average citizen? Is it knowledge? Is it learning where the deficits are? Yeah, it's it's about every time you want to talk about your right. realizing how that right is going to affect the world around you. So it kind of comes down a little bit to a maturity of instead of just looking at the world thinking your lens is the only way, it's stepping outside yourself a little bit and saying, okay, if this is my right, what is my responsibility? And how does this affect how what I'm going to do going to affect the entirety of the people around me? How does exercising your right okay you better keep talking because I'm going to write that down that's fine <laughs> right? and the way we do that is a couple of ways right um, I think one of the problems that we have is when we convince ourselves that we are right 
We surround ourselves with everybody that tells us we're right because they all think the same way we do. Mm-hmm. Right? As a comfortable space, if everyone's agreeing with me. Then, then we want our right to speak to my right. What do you mean? Well, this is what I think is right. And this is where what you, what's happening is telling is telling me I can't do what I think is right. So I want my right to be right. Gotcha. I'm following you now. Right. And and I do. I have I have friends on both sides of the equation. I have vaccinated friends. I'm vaccinated friends. Mask friends. Anti-mask friends. Right. I I, I have them both, and I I love them all dearly. But no matter which side, if they focus on, you know, I want my side to be the right one, well, we're going to go straight to what I think my rights are. Yeah, so all of my rights make me right. Because I'm right here, and you're saying this, you've now jeopardized and infringed on my rights. And that's not necessarily true. However, if we stop and say, okay, because I think this is right, because everybody around me is telling me this is right, and I want to fight for this right, what is my responsibility for the people beneath me? Mm-hmm. Right? I want, I want the right to not wear a mask in public. Okay. But am I, am I honoring the people beneath me that their rights aren't being met either? As in, like, maybe access to a sterile, clean environment? Access to sterile, clean environment. Like? Access to clean drinking water. Right? Again, we we tend to fight for the rights where we are and above. What we need to do is recognize that there's a whole people group below us that we need to get lifted up mm-hmm. so that our rights, we're all in the same playing field so that we can all rise together. Or figure out how, as we rise from where we're at, everybody else is going to be lifted up to closer to us. Rather than pushing further down. Push further down. Even even if what we're doing only keeps them where they are, at the same distance from us, it's still not, we're not honoring our responsibility. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, how do we get ourselves in the midst of, because it, it feels like a little bit of a tunnel when you, you know, especially if you're around people where you're like, yeah, no, this isn't right, or whatever, whichever topic you're unifying around. How does one person boldly take the move to say wait because i i've been that person sometimes and sometimes i'm the person that's stuck in the group think so i'm i'm not pretending that i'm smarter than i am um but i i have been that person and um sometimes it's not well greeted by the rest of the people that are rallying around a right okay (laughs) so let's look at the word right we're fighting for our Right, mm-hmm. and so to do that, we have to do what is right. And so, do you think judgment gets clouded though? It it, it gets like like a tunnel vision where they can't see outside their own tunnel vision. Yeah, yeah. In some cases, in some cases, again, if we stop and we think, how is what we're about to do? going to affect everyone around us have we thought through the timing of our blockade have we done what we can to make sure that the people who are destitute who can't be prepared for this are taken care of mm-hmm. have we made that that knowledge public have we we said I, I heard one of the people say oh yeah we let we let the coots border know we were coming that's fine but they didn't let milk river know and they shut that town down Right? They didn't let the town of Coots like there's there's all kinds of things that, that we needed to take a little more time and make sure we're taken care of. Right? I'm all for your right. I'm all for your right to protest. I'm all for all of that stuff. However, I'm not all for your right to be right at the expense of somebody else's well-being. Mm-hmm. And I think when we come back to that, when we stop and we say, okay, if this is the right thing to do how do we make sure that it's right how do we what are our contingency plans right because as soon as as soon as the the convoy rolled for ottawa 
they started to have problems. And one of the founders actually had a video on TikTok of garbage that was thrown in a farmer's field. Right? And he's like, guys, we got to do better. But your contingency, when you when you actually take the time to do right, is to stop and say, hey, this isn't what we're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So if we're not if we're not doing right ourselves, how are we ever doing right? And it's so basic. I was reading a book um, yesterday, and someone I guess had asked Mother Teresa, "How do I find, you know, sort of balance in this life?" And she said, "You know, you have time with your Creator, and you don't do what's not right." Yeah. <laughs> do the right thing. Do the next right thing. Do the right thing. And and that means when, and I have people all the time, and, and you're right. I do not believe that everybody in that convoy is a white white supremacist. I don't believe that they're... Uh, however, when you start allowing things like at, at, at your protest, which you you initiated... Not me. Just no, no, not... not <laughs> you in general. <laughs> and you start seeing things like the Confederate flag and the Nazi flag and and all of these other things... To, to show up and say, actually... We don't want you to be a part of this. We need to figure out, plan our, how do we separate ourselves from this? Mm-hmm. This is not what we're this is This is not what we're doing. This is not what we want. And actually start working with organizations to make sure that people are taken care of. And they say, okay, well, everybody's a free moral agent and they have the right to... to you're, you're absolutely right. But the fact is, when you brought this thing along... You interrupted the rights of others. You interrupted the rights of others, and it became your responsibility to make sure that everybody you brought with you followed with you. Mm-hmm. I think that's... And, and again, I, I don't want people to be like, oh, you're anti, anti the freedom convoy. No, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I think it, it speaks to something larger in our culture, though. I've, I've read a lot this last year and this word kept coming up that I didn't know what it meant. And finally, of course, I took the time to look it up. Um, and I don't even know if I'm saying it right because I've only read it. Um, but that word meritocracy. So it's it's the concept that, you know, we live in a culture, which in Canada, we do have an easier time of this than a lot of other countries. But it's the concept that, you know, you just, if you work hard, you can accomplish absolutely anything. <laughs> but what it does then is we look at it through our own paradigm glasses through our own experiences our own childhoods our own what we've been taught and we assume that other people are looking through that same paradigm lens and so we assume that if you're not meeting my level of success that's just because you're not trying hard enough or you're not but we're not recognizing maybe that they don't have access to the same things that we had access to and so what you're saying is when we're looking at ourselves or higher, we're running this race and we're giving no consideration to the people behind us. We're just seeing the people ahead of us. But what you're saying is maybe before we continue on, we take a stop, we have a moment, we turn around and we see the destruction that we're leaving, maybe not destruction or whatever legacy that we're leaving for others. You know, if we're running a race and we're littering it with garbage and people behind us are slipping on banana peels, it's our responsibility to those people to make sure that they have access to a safe journey as well. Yeah. There's another word being thrown around a lot. Common sense. I think that speaks a lot to whatever eyeglass paradigm frame you're looking through. Well, it's the, the word itself, right? Common and sense it's not one word it's two words it's a compound word right and so it only common sense can only be what's common for you it can only speak to what you understand and what you have and so when we start saying to people well this is common sense that's assuming something that maybe it's isn't it's based off of only what you what's common for you and understanding for you 
right? So if you hear yourself saying the word common sense, maybe that's a, a flag or a cue to say, wait, maybe I should stop and see if my actions are negatively affecting how is, other how is, people's rights. How is what I'm expecting of you? Because that's, that's really where we throw it in. Yes. Right? Is you, you behaved like you me. behaved in a way that made no sense to me because it wasn't you, what you did was not common for me. To right? so act more like me. So <laughs> but when we make it a general thing, it's a problem. I mean, it's pretty unfair to ask someone to know what they don't know that they don't know. It and it's unfair to think because I was raised this way and the people around me were raised this way that you were raised that way. That's quite an assumption. But it's one we do all the time. Mm -hmm. And none of us are really exempt from it. I, I tell people all the time, I don't family well. <laughs> like nuclear family? Like, yeah, like my, my blood family. I don't, I don't, man, I don't even talk to my brothers on a regular basis. Like, I, I don't family well. Mm -hmm. um, because the way I grew up, it, it's not common for me. I don't understand. Mm -hmm. And so I get into, into places and I see people familying well and it's foreign for me. How odd. And so what's common for me is not common for you. And that's really the problem that we have right now is this is my right. I believe I'm right. I believe this is my right. And you're not behaving in a way that's common to me. So you need to behave in a way that's common to me. It's common sense. And if we stop doing that, if I stop and I say, okay, do I have the right to do this? Yes, I have the right to do this. But how is what, what I'm doing affecting the world around me? If I have the right, freedom of speech, I have the right to swear my face off. Mm -hmm. But is that the impact you want? But that infringes on your right to not be swore at. Thank you for not swearing at me. <laughs> right? And so now I have to decide, is what is my right worth more than you? And, and I can convince myself mm -hmm. that I'm fighting for people but if I'm, if, I, if I'm not taking into consideration how everything I'm about to do affects you in your entirety, right? Immediately and elongatedly, then I'm abusing my right. And not taking on your and responsibility. And I'm not owning my responsibility. I think this is a very important conversation. I I want to skip to how can we honor others' rights, freedoms, and responsibilities. I think I, I think we kind of answered that a little bit in the the stopping and the asking. So first of all, bringing it to our conscious mind because I, I love the study of habits, but what happens is we do something repeatedly, and our brain loves to save energy. So we begin to do things, even things like saying, well, it's common sense, becomes a habit where we do it and we don't even recognize we're doing it. So the first process is to make sure that we're recognizing, are we even asking, how do our actions affect other people's rights? But I mean, maybe you can give some more, like I love hearing stories and examples. So I kind of thought if we're gonna honor other people's rights, freedoms, responsibilities, I kind of listed a couple places in, in personal interactions, online, to people we don't know, to people that are very close to us, because sometimes those are the people we abuse the most. Let's, let's start with in personal interactions. How do you like to honor other people's rights and freedoms in person? I think there's a global statement that I'm going to make about it all. Okay. Am I, am I willing to be wrong? <laughs> That's uh, one that's hard to answer to yourself, honestly. And the reason this is important is if you have all of the arguments to prove that you're right, pre-arranged, pre-established, 
then you're not willing to be wrong. Mm-hmm. I, where did I read it? Last week I read something about being a beginner. As soon as you're an expert, you stop learning because you have all the answers. But we need to cultivate in ourselves being eternal beginners. I, I was talking to a, 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 a friend today. And he said, you know, my views are so much different than most people's. And I can't talk to them about it because I was like, dude, I'd love to hear them. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, I don't think you would. And I said, no, I, I really do. I really think I would. I said, because I don't need to be right. I, I, I don't. I don't need to be right. I, I, I'd love to hear what you you have to say. Because at the end of the day, in 2021, I, I, said, I, I started, I'm never going to say, and I know you should never say never, right? But I, I'm never going to say we're going to agree to disagree. Never saying that again. Because that really just means I'm going to agree that I think you're wrong and I'm not going to change my mind. <laughs> That's exactly it. And so what I, what I try to do is, is keep asking, tell me more. I want to I wanna understand. I'm not saying I'm going to agree. Genuine curiosity. But I want to understand. Mm-hmm. I want to understand why this, is, why this works for you, why this makes sense to you. I want to understand these things. Right? And the reality is, I'm at a point in my life now, I, I preached at my church two weeks ago and I made this comment. Uh, I said, my life was easier when I was a right-wing homophobic bigot. And everybody's like, and then and the reality was true because at that point in time I only surrounded myself with other people who believed what I believed who thought the way I thought who, and, and when I realized that there was something wrong and I started meeting with people from a position of not needing to be right being okay with people proving me wrong without arguing without having the traditional pastor fallbacks and, and just started saying, listen, I just want to know you. Right? Everything started to change. Because when I came at it from a position of I'm willing to be wrong, meant I was willing to give up some of my rights to see you be right. And that's the responsibility. I just... Yes, do I have this right? Yes, yes I do. Um, you've seen that movie Shrek? Yes. Right? And and at one point, I forget which which, which one it is. I think it's Shrek 2. Uh, and, and, and the donkey's like, I have the right to remain silent. And, and Shrek's like, yes, donkey, you have the right to remain silent. What you don't have is the capacity. <laughs> right? Yes, I, I have the right to say this. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean I have to that doesn't mean saying it is better for you yeah better or beneficial or helpful and so am I willing to let my right go for you I think that takes a certain level of maturity to get there and understanding and I would maybe even argue some security in your own self because if, if you're insecure, it's pretty hard to admit that you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, in one of the, I think it might even be on the YouTubes that we started doing uh, for people who are jumping in and this isn't making any sense. We, we started this and we did a YouTube channel and then we run. We had, and, and, and so there's stuff that we have to re-record and stuff we got to move over. There's all kinds of weird stuff that needs to happen. So that the iTunes people can can keep up. Got a whole jumble. <laughs> but but one of the things that we talked about was being comfortable in uncomfortable places. Mm-hmm. Right, and and this is this is the, this is the, where we're at is we're uncomfortable. Looking and, to give up your own rights is very uncomfortable. But we we feel like things have been things have been done that made us uncomfortable. And we have a right to be comfortable, so we're fighting for that right back. And what we're not doing is stopping and saying, okay, how is what's happening right now benefiting everyone else around me or hurting everyone else around me? And then making the decision, okay, what is my, what is my right? 
and am I willing to give up? Is, is that right more important? Is my personal right more important than the corporate right? Is my personal right something I need to hold on to so tightly that it comes at the expense of other people's? Especially the marginalized. Especially the marginalized. And when I, when I hear stories of, of people storming a soup kitchen demanding to be fed because they're thousands of miles away from their home fighting for my freedom, I, I don't need you to fight for my freedom. But if you're going to battle, you should bring all your provisions with you. You should have brought yourself a sandwich. <laughs> that might be a little sarcastic and out of context of this, but this is, this is me being passionate about seeing, yes, I want you to have your rights. I want you to have all of your rights and freedoms, but not at the detriment of everyone else. Mm-hmm. I think that sums it up. I, I married a man who was born into a culture that is, by nature, they traditionally have been quite pacifist. Passive. I, passive. Thank you. Passive, yes. And I, I find myself more and more in that spot. Not because I don't think that we have rights that we need to fight for, and, and not, not because I am not passionate about some things, but because I find myself worrying about unintended consequences of staking my own rights. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just age, I don't know, but I... It's interesting because I also watch that same culture he's from move away from that. And so I, I want to make sure that I'm looking kind of inside myself before I take any sort of action because too many times in my history I've taken action for my own right only to bulldoze over other people un- unintendedly. Yeah, because my right often... And I would say, always, comes at the expense of someone else's. And if, if we're, you and I, were both strong-willed people, we're adults, we, and if we want to get into a disagreement over, over right, that's fine. However, when we just bulldoze over people who aren't in a position to stand up for their rights, we have a problem. Yeah. And when we start down that road it's really hard to come back from we get a pretty good dopamine hit do we not when we are rallying for our rights absolutely because now it's all the excitement and the right the the problem is you can get so far down a road that you thought had value do you know me um, I don't know the exact number of this, but in the, in all the gold rushes, mm-hmm. right? All these gold booms. They oh, I found gold. I found Yukon. gold. Right? Um, yeah. There was almost as many mines digging fool's gold as there were digging gold. It's a lot of effort in the wrong direction. Right? And so it's worth the time to build the right mine and actually investigate thoroughly the gold you're digging. I like that. And that, I think, is, is the biggest thing. Is Yes, you have the right to dig, but you have the responsibility to make sure you're digging for the right thing. Mm-hmm. And understand there's other stakeholders as you dig. There's other... And... and are we willing to allow ourselves to be treated the same way we're willing to treat other people? Because that's a part of the right. If it's right for me, it's right for you. And if this is this is it, this is my mountain, this is the one that I'm passionate about, more power to you. Get after it. And I, and I hope I hope it's worth it. I hope it's right. I'm I'm actually praying for you that you get out of this what what is needed. 
Not what you need, but what is needed. Mm-hmm. However, in pushing that, you now give people around you the right to push for what they believe in. And it may come at the expense of your right. Mm-hmm. Are you willing? Is that the push you're willing to make? Because if you're not, you are not responsible. You're not owning the responsibility that your right requires. Mm-hmm. I had a thought when you were kind of describing, you know, our rights and freedoms, you know, that global statement to be wrong. Um, what do you think our world would look like if we all did this effectively? Paradise. Par- it would it would look like paradise. We would be taking care of each other, and would we would be understanding. We'd communicate better. And maybe even without social constructs for that, right? We, we may not need a, a government to care for each other if we're doing it independently. Maybe. Right? I'm, I'm not... Uh, I'm 50-50 on the government. Um, I believe... If, if we're gonna If we're gonna walk this back, I believe that the community abdicated social responsibility to the government Mm -hmm. and now that the government is trying to enforce social responsibility we want it back gotcha right and so we didn't do it properly so the government's like okay well this has to be done and so to make sure it's done properly we're going to do it which the government can't and now we don't like the way the government is doing it so we want it back, but we're still not willing to do it right. We just don't want to be told what to do. So maybe the, is the takeaway that if we if we if we want to live this out, we I mean we be the change. We start by being the example of stopping before we quote unquote walk out to fight for our freedoms by assessing. Who is all affected? Yeah, when we actually, there's that old saying, right? Um, Fools rush in. Mm -hmm. I I added to it. Idiots run. Fools rush. Level-headed people walk cautiously. And that's really all I'm saying is that when you're looking at your rights, be level-headed. Mm-hmm. Don't be impassioned by what's been taken from you or what you think has been taken from you. Be level-headed and able to see what are the pros, what are the cons. Because as soon as you only focus on one or the other, the other side has no merit. Yeah. And I think maybe if I could add just one thing to that is, I mean, it's really easy to say I'm open-minded, but that means maybe sometimes actually having real discussions with some of those other stakeholders that can or would be affected by establishing or fighting for some of your rights. It's one thing to say, you know, um, this is by right and, you know, those other people, they can just catch up. But I really encourage you to find someone in that space and have coffee with them. Yeah. And remember, uh, one of the things that's being thrown around a lot is we're fighting for your rights, but you're not. You didn't ask. <laughs> you're fighting for your own rights. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. They're your rights. Mm-hmm. Right? But don't don't make yourself bigger than you are. Don't convolute that. I one thing, I haven't been on social media a whole bunch, um, but I happened to just catch one little thing that really it spoke to myself. And um it just said, you know, we've had a, a lot of turmoil over the last two years, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and we've had injustices come to light for people of color. We've had, you know, discovery of these um, 
First Nations grave all across our country. Um, but I think you make a very good point when we say don't convolute who you're fighting for, because if you didn't do anything in either of those instances, you're not fighting for other people if, if you're doing it in this protest. You're doing it for your own rights. Yeah. You're, you're doing it to lift yourself without trying to lift others. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that holds true in a lot of areas. Where, what, is, what is the mark? Right? Um, I think to fight for your right, you have to clearly identify the right you're you're fighting for mm-hmm. um, and, and I might as well just bother a whole bunch of people because one of the one of the words the phrases that I keep hearing is you know we're fighting for our rights my body my right I should be able to choose whether or not I wear a mask and that's that's fine right but then you don't actually get to then reverse the right for someone of someone else that's that's not how this works well, it's a little bit of a check for me because, I mean, I've, I've never been a smoker and I remember for years just being super annoyed when I'd have to walk into a store or the university and you'd have to walk through a cloud of, you know, cigarette smoke because they all were, I mean, it's minus 40, they're all huddled, huddled right outside the door, right? And I just felt like, it's my right to have clean air. And I mean, I didn't speak out or do anything, but when this pandemic hit and I had to ask myself, you know, do I want to wear a mask? No. But at the same time, someone else has a right to not, to that same clean air I was staking 15 years ago, to not breathe my germy air. <laughs> and the reality is, this is where we, we want our rights and freedoms to be married and they're not. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and we can, that word freedoms, we can use privilege. Our privileges in that place yeah right we could say it's our rights and privileges you you have you, you do you have the right to make decisions but in the making of those decisions you must realize that there's responsibility that comes along with those decisions right mm-hmm. and there's a repercussion that comes along with those decisions what's that law Every action Has an equal. derives an equal and opposite reaction. So you make a decision. You make a decision that you want to smoke in public. Okay, um, and and you feel and and that's going to empower other people. Now they can smoke in public. There's your equal. Your opposite is now you're exposing more more people to lung cancer. There's a fine that comes along with it. There's all of these other things. Because you feel like you have the right to do it does not absolve you from responsibility and repercussion. Mm-hmm. Like, And the, these are the things that we need to take into account in all walks of life. We have to come back to a place where instead of saying what's best for me and mine, we're saying what's best for us. Mm-hmm. And am I willing to be inconvenienced to see you succeed? Am I willing to give up some of my own privilege? Am I willing to give up some of my privileges so that you can thrive? This is this probably in my lifetime one of the most problematic places to that we've been. Um, but the world has been through problematic things before, mm-hmm. and we've gotten through it. But the times. And in, in when you look at history, the times we got through it the best. Not the easiest. And not the fastest. 
but the times we got through it the best was when people started to say, how do I help you win? How do I help you succeed? All right, and we can look at World War II when the United States got involved, right? When they stopped being neutral and saying that's your fight, has nothing to do with us and started, and got involved at their, at, at, at their expense. Mm-hmm. Canada got involved at our expense to, to help, to support, to, right? We gave up our rights to comfort and safety on our... For the benefit of others. For the benefit of the other. And it was painful and expensive and inconvenient. And it hurt. Mm -hmm. And yet we have a a street in Ottawa called Valor Road because the amount of people that volunteered, the amount of kids from, from the people that lived on that one road that volunteered to go, gave up their rights to see other people succeed. Let's go back to that. Well, I mean, even I think when we pursue our freedoms, our privileges, it's often because we want, the motivation behind that is we want to have a, a comfortable or easy life, but, but lives that we're proud of involve sacrifice for others for others so if, if we're gonna if we're gonna make it difficult and fight why don't we start with for others I think that is the whole point right is how how is what we're doing Improving others. Not not who's gonna benefit from this because I'm benefiting. One of the one of the things I heard, and again, I don't want this to be about the trucker convoy, convoy um, but this will this will highlight my my point. Is they said we want all the mandates, the federal mandates to be gone. We want all the provincial mandates to be gone, um, and then. Then one of the next things that he said was, and we want we want the law governing electronic books to be gone. Huh? Um, electronic log books, truckers, all truckers oh. are required to keep a log. Well, what what is, you've been keeping logs for years. Why is that electronic log so? Problematic. And how does that benefit me? Because you're there fighting for my right. How's this? So don't, don't, don't. If you're gonna fight for something, is it to make the world better? The world around you better? The community better? Your neighbor better? Or you better? Take a hard look at our own motivations. And if, if you getting better is not a problem. All right, I've been fighting to be better for years. You've been fighting to be better. There's no problem with that. But if you're gonna fight for your right to be better, then you have to be willing to let the next person fight for his in the same manner, even if it costs you something. Because there's a cost to every action. Life's just, life's happening, just keeps moving. We're just trying to keep up. Have a great day.